Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in Detroit. And, you know, one of the things I really miss about New York is being the first with information. You know, I would often, um, like the Make Me King story, I, I was able to break that. And I'm fairly certain that I would have been able to break this story had I been there. But, you know, shit happens and, you know, um, it's all good. Because it's still fun to talk about, especially um, when, as one person said to me, they love how I use my insider information. Now, to be clear, I'm not an insider. I'm really not. Um, but I, I do read all the trades and I, I pick up on the trends and whatnot. Um, so what are we actually talking about after a minute of me rambling? I'm sure you don't know yet. Um, Kiki Palmer is about to sign a deal to be the third co-host of Strahan and Sarah. Now, that doesn't make a whole lot of damn sense. Since the show was originally conceived... Well, originally the show was conceived as an offshoot of Good Morning America. Which, I don't know why they did that, because they tried it um, just after they canceled One Life to Live. And it failed horribly. Uh, and then they morphed it into a clone of Live with Kelly and Ryan, which Strahan had previously co-hosted with Kelly Ripa. And it didn't do anything to perk up the ratings. However, while Sarah Haynes was on maternity leave and Kiki Palmer was subbing, they started noticing a shift in the ratings. So, as they always do, and I said this in my article, um, Daytime Drama, inside of the Scandals of the View, um, what'll happen a lot is they'll send people to talk show host camp, or talk show host training, which I still can't believe is a thing. I really want to go to talk show host training, just, just for the hell of it. Um, but so, so what what will probably happen is, or what will probably happen is they did research, and they found that Strahan and Sarah were both fairly popular, but they, what they probably also noticed is Kiki Palmer... Um, added a new dimension to the um, the team. And my guess is what they're going to try to do is build a hybrid of The View and um, Good Morning America where they'll do more of a newsy but on the lighter side, like the human interest side of the news instead of the politics. 
her Kiki is supposed to be signing the deal within um, within the week. I'm going to guess that we're going to get some blind items suggesting that Strickland and or Sarah are on their way out at the show. I'm just not 100% sure I believe that yet. Here's what the insider said. Kiki has been so much fun filling in, so they decided to make her an offer. The audience knows her, and she's got great chemistry with both hosts. Um, one of the things... And I actually got applauded for this um, by someone who worked in daytime. Uh, not like a higher-up. It was a, a cameraman... But um, he worked under, he worked at All My Children and then worked at One Life to Live with um, Agnes Nixon and whatnot. And he said that they used to say, try to avoid cast changes. And if you have to have a cast change, you need to do it early enough so that... Um, the audience can get used to somebody. And so he said, every time I, I said, or every time I say, hey, like the daytime audience doesn't like change, that's what they're talking about. And what I'm talking about is taking a break and coming right back. And I'm back. And... I don't even know what the hell is happening right now. Um, Bow Wow has lost his ever-loving mind, honestly. So, he started having this meltdown. Um, over Sierra, who, you know, they dated... And they were together when she first um, broke out into the scene. And whatever happened, the relationship didn't work out. And uh, honestly, everything seemed cool because, like, neither of them really spoke about the relationship or had anything negative to say about one another until last week. When Bow Wow said... Um, when Bow Wow said, um, I'm trying to find the quote for you. Okay, um, there was a video of Bow Wow, and he said, I had that bitch first. It was just after he performed Like You. So, okay. You know, there's... We always... Praise female celebrities for speaking their feelings and whatnot. So why is Bow Wow getting shit? First of all, just the wording. I had that bitch first. Because 
it sounds like he's saying because I fucked her first, she belongs to me, and every other man is just getting to be with her because I don't want her anymore. And frankly, that's a little disconcerting. Um, but then he took his bad behavior up a notch. And, um, so Wendy Williams, who you knew was going to make an appearance in this story somewhere, (laughs) Wendy Williams, um, during a recent Hot Topics, um, segment on her show, said, Bow Wow, I am mad at you. What are you doing? Bow Wow, I'm not hating on you, but young man, so what? And, you know, as often as I talk about Wendy, um, we don't often agree on everything. But this time, I am completely Team Wendy. Um, because so what? Who fucking cares? It don't matter. So, um, after, after Bow Wow seen that segment, he posted a picture of Wendy Williams in her bikini, and, um, with the caption, they say this is the girl of the summer, with a nauseated face. And fans, to their credit, were really quick to jump on him and let him know that um, this was not appropriate. But it, it, I don't think it's honestly going to matter. I don't think he cares. I think he still thinks he's at the height of his popularity and he can do and say whatever the hell he wants. Without repercussions. And. We all know that that's just not how it works. We all know that that's not how it works anymore at least. I think maybe at one time. He would have been able to do that. Even after though. His popularity began to decline. He would have been able to get away with it. Um, And it might have even raised his profile. But now, he's just... He's just making himself look bad. So, um, we're going to do a follow-up on this um, when we do our next Blind Item episode. um, Because Blind Gossip has a really, really good um, Blind Item that just shows where his mindset is at. But for right now, I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come right back. And after leaving that bad taste in your mouth, um, first of all, I'm back. Um, But I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit um, and talk about something that I think is actually very pleasant and, 
a nice. Lady Gaga has reportedly moved on from her ex-fiance, Christian Carino. Um, with someone else that she works with, ironically enough, um, Dan Horton. So, um, the two were spotted kissing at a, I believe a New York restaurant. I'm sorry, a Los Angeles restaurant over the weekend. And the rumor mill started churning. So what does this mean for the Bradley Cooper uh, relationship? It means it was always a psych out. They probably toyed with it for a bit in order to promote A Star is Born. Um, Because remember, they weren't just promoting a movie. They were promoting the soundtrack, the single, and then the home... um, When the movie came out on home video. So the rumors that they were going to move on together really just helped them. Um, and someone tells, told me once that I sounded cynical when I talked about Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's relationship. Let me explain why. There are so many damn fake relationships out there that it's, it's so crazy to me, like... Why I don't understand why people feel the need to be in a fake relationship, honestly. Um, that's not true. I understand. I just don't agree with it. Um, but anyways, rumor has always been that um, Lady Gaga's and Christian Carino's relationship was a direct result of her breakup with Taylor Kinsey. Um, because Taylor... And allegedly, Gaga and Taylor's relationship was also a fake. Um, But Taylor had moved on to another relationship. Now, no one knows for sure. um, Because there's no clear read on whether or not Taylor is gay. And... He was heading off the gay rumors, or if um, they were using one another to promote a project. I could definitely see that being the case with Taylor, because his profile was significantly raised when he got with Gaga. But I'm not quite sure what Gaga's role was. Um, or what, how, what Taylor's role was in helping Gaga promote. The good thing is, is everyone, um, including Blind Gossip, seemed to believe that Dan Horton and Lady Gaga are in a real relationship this time. Um, which is obviously a big plus, a big boon. Um, and they really seem to be happy together. Um, they've worked together for 
many, many years, um, since just around the time when Gaga started, um, at the time, Dan was married uh, to an actress by the name of Autumn Gazzardi. Um, Autumn is currently starring in Rock of Ages, uh, which is off-Broadway at this point. Um, and in an Instagram post that many people are thinking were a... Was a, um, a nod to her husband's new relationship and maybe even a bit of approval. Autumn put up a headshot of herself and captioned it with Poker Face Heart. Of course, Poker Face was, um, is largely considered Lady Gaga's signature song. So, for the first time in a very, very, very long time, it seems as though there is no drama surrounding Lady Gaga or her relationships. <clears throat> now, I'm not saying that that's going to stay like that. Um, Lord knows that it probably won't, but... I think that there's definitely, um, I think that if there's definitely going to be a period where, um, you know, she didn't steal anyone's man, um, as she's been accused of in the past, um, she didn't, isn't trying to insert herself into a fake relation, a high profile fake relationship, um, as she allegedly did with Bradley Cooper. Um, so, you know, there, there's that. We're happy for Lady Gaga. We're going to keep following the story. And I will be right back. And I'm back. And I'm working on a think piece about our topic, our special topic today. Um, because it really bothers me. Um, and it really bothers me as a romance writer. Now, I'm not strictly romance. Um, I don't think that comes as a surprise to anybody. Um, you know, I, I, I like to write romance. I like to write uh, mystery I'm working on a noir right now. I'm working on a um, short story, sci-fi, mystery type thing. Um, with a really cool concept. I just... With that, guys, I'm just going to be honest. It's hella hard. <laughs> um, Will, and Will, to his credit, is helping me. Um, he's helping me work through... Um, the areas where I'm blocked with that. Um, but romance is something I always return to because I really love it. Um, I really love creating the connection between characters and figuring out the different scenarios. Almost all of my stories have some sort of romance cooked into them. Just by virtue of I believe romance sells and I believe it's great. 
Um, I also believe it's one of the harder genres to write. Um, and well, I get asked often why I believe that. The truth is, I believe that because, first of all, romance authors get no respect. You tell someone you read a romance, it was almost like you just said, I killed your dog. They give you weird looks and whatever. Um, you the, the pay is not great. I mean, sales are always there. That, and that's the good thing about romance is if you write a good one, um, the book will continue selling. It's how Harlequin has stayed in business. Um, you know... My my book, Shape of Love, which came out last last year, is still selling fairly well. Um, the Megan P- Kelly book has passed its prime. Um, and my short stories, um, that are up on Amazon, have kind of subsided. But Shape of Love just continue, continually gets sales. Not, not very many because I haven't really promoted it. But, you know, when I do go out and I do promote it, I do see an uptick in sales. Um, <clears throat> so I think there's something to that. Um, and... Over the last week, you guys know I I always read the gossip blogs and Deadline and TV Line and all of that, so I stay up to date. Um, Jeffrey Hirsch, who is the CEO of Showtime, kind of... He kind of proved my point for me that romance writers get no credit at all. Uh, Showtime's signature show is Outlander. For those of you who don't know, Outlander is a romance slash sci-fi story. It follows Claire, who's a nurse turned doctor and time traveler, who goes back in time and meets and falls in love with Jamie Fraser. Jamie is played by Sam Hoogan. I think that's how you say his name. And for the record, Sam is gorgeous. Alright. And he is often out seen outside of his clothes. Um, but instead of, you know, talking about how it's a, it's a date show. Or talking about how, um, you know... I believe the show has won a couple of Emmys. I know it's nominated for a couple of Emmys. Um, in, like, the technical categories. Um, and, you know, instead of leaning into that sort of thing... Um, Hirsch decided to lean into the female gaze. Here's what he said. Outlander, you can say that it's great because women like it because she's a surgeon who goes back in time... There's also another side of that, which is there's some eye candy for that audience. And people like when Sam has his shirt off. You have to be really thoughtful about 
when you're looking at a piece of content and whether or not it's really going to be female or not. And it's not easy. I think he, I, and it, it would behoove me to put this out there. I think he was trying to make a broader point um, about what's going to appeal to um, a certain demographic. Um, but the big takeaway from this was that you don't need to have sharp writing. You don't need to have anything as long as your hero is naked all the time. And if that's the case, then the female audience will come. And that's just not the case, honestly. Um, as I've grown as a writer, and Lord knows I really hope I have, <laughs> but as I've grown as a writer, I have learned a, a few things. Um, most of you know, if you don't know, I'm, I'll say it again and I'll keep saying it. I don't view writing like other writers do. Um, most other writers view it as a hobby or as a um, as an art. Um, Will certainly views it as an art, and he's brilliant. I view it as a business. So when I write a story, I usually know who my audience is, who I'm target, um, who the audience is, who I'm going to be targeting in my marketing, how I'm going to market this story. And whatnot. Um, one of the things I learned very early in my writing career was the biggest consumer of gay romances is straight women. And as I started looking, I, I think that the whole reason is because there were a lot of men writing straight romances and either being very misogynistic about it where the woman needed the man or the the lead female character was one dimensional she was either a career woman or man hungry there was no in between but whereas with a gay romance there was a little bit more nuance And, you know, the author of the Outlander series, Diana Gabolden, I think that's how you say her name. Diana, if you're listening and that's not how you say your name, I'm very, very sorry. I really do adore you. Um, she sounded off on Twitter. She said, what they mostly say, um, she was talking about how fans write to her and tell her how they watch the show and whatnot. She said, what they mostly say is they like the the intelligence of the story and the complexity and strength of the relationship between Jamie and Claire. They also love the visual beauty of the show and the emotional depth of the acting. And then she almost directly to Hirsch, she said, if you're looking for a place to lean in though, I think maybe intelligence might be a good place to start. 
And, you know, first of all, it takes balls. And I will say this time and time again. It takes balls for someone to go after the man who renews or cancels shows. Um, because Diana gets money for every episode of Outlander that's produced. Um, not only, I think, I believe she is a, um, a producer on the series, but she also created the show that this, um, she, she created the story that the show is centered on. So, therefore, she gets a piece of that pie. So, for her to come out swinging, I really have a lot of respect. You know, some people will say she has nothing to lose. You know, she's made millions of dollars off of this series already. That may be the case, but there's... There is still so much more story to tell. Um, There are still more episodes of Outlander to produce. Um, And... She's really putting her her contract, her book contract, um, in jeopardy. Um, because, you know, all these, with all these mergers and whatnot, her publisher is probably a CBS or Viacom subsidiary. And that's going to really... Um, tighten the the ropes a little bit, I think. But right now, I'm gonna take a breath, get some coffee, and start planning my theme piece on that. Um, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna come right back. And I'm back, and I'm going from one writing segment to another. Of course, this time. I'm not the writer. Well, I wasn't the writer last. Well, I was good. Anyways. <laughs> you can tell that the show is wrapping when I start arguing with myself. <laughs> wow. After a full year of doing this, you would think I would have my shit together, but no. That's why I had to bring Will in. <laughs> and even he needed a vacation. <laughs> Uh, seriously though as much shit as I give Will I actually do take his ideas seriously because he normally he he gets it Um, with some of the things I was just like no that's just not my style Um, one of the things I really like is uh, I started the show when I started the show, I actually did use notes. And you can hear the difference between when I was using notes and when I just started freewheeling it. Because I sounded, I, to me, I sounded very robotic. And, you know, just... Um, but I, I think it was like five episodes I used production notes. And when I stopped and I started just freewheeling it, I felt much better. Um... So, 
speaking of feeling much better, Lisa Marie Presley is not only going to get some things off her chest about her father um, and her marriage to Michael Jackson, but she's going to bring home a big payday to do it. Um, we're hearing that she signed a book deal with Gallery Books for between three and four million dollars. And this has to be one of, if not the highest advance in modern history. Um, I'm trying to remember, one of the former presidents may have gotten a little bit more. Um, I I keep going to Clinton. I think um, Bill Clinton may have got like $6 million. But that's a former president. And Lisa Marie Presley, for all of the wonderfulness that she encompasses, um... I don't think she's really famous for anything except for being Elvis's daughter and marrying Michael Jackson. Um, but being a celebrity kid can really pay off. Um, Christina Crawford wrote Mommy Dearest and hasn't had to work a day in her life since. Um, I don't think that it's going to be that kind of book because Lisa Marie actually really revered her father. Um, but sources are telling us that um, the book will... Uh, well, one source says the book promises shocking revelations about Michael Jackson and a completely new understanding of Elvis. And this is... Honestly, this is going to be really good because up to this point, what we've known about Elvis was mostly just that um, what, what, what we saw is the public and the rumors and any windows that have followed. And, you know... Just on a little side note here, because you know how I love to go off on my little rants. I can't imagine how it feels to be a child of a celebrity who is splashed across the covers of tabloids every other week. And with, with the headline, Found Alive. And I really hope that Lisa Marie's book addresses that. If for no other reason than just to say, hey, it's bullshit. He's not alive. He's dead. Of course, it would be truly shocking if she revealed that he was really alive. I mean, can you imagine... Um, 
Um, so, what is she going to say about Michael Jackson? Of course, um, in recent in recent months, Michael Jackson has really come under a lot of scrutiny because of leaving Neverland, where two more accusers have stepped forward and said, "Hey, we know we said in the past he didn't molest us, but here's the truth." And their stories were identical. They were identical to the stories of the other victims of of, of the abuse. Um, and the controversy has gotten so bad that MTV was thinking about removing, um, Michael Jackson's name from their awards. Um, and lawyer says that it's all just talk to settle the public down and keep, um, controversy away from... From them, but keep you know keep their uh, brand in in the spotlight. Um, here's what we know uh, um, about what Lisa Murray has already said about Michael Jackson. In 2010, she told Oprah there was a p- profound point in the marriage when he had a decision to make. Was it the drugs and the sort of vampires or me? And he pushed me away. And then she said, the one thing that correlates with Michael and my fa- and with my father on the subject is that they had the luxury of creating whatever reality around them they wanted it to create. And uh, to me... I am really, really curious as to um, what she means by that. And I really, I'm hoping that that's something that she addresses in the book. I'm sure as the, I'm sure this is, this is the first big drop. Um, and what is promising to be a major, major, major push um for um for the book once it's ready to be published and the fact that we're hearing about it now sort of suggests to me that the book is is going to be published fairly soon um we don't normally hear about the mega deals until unless a it's with a a huge author and it, you know, it's a, a very wide ranging, um, like with Stephen King or uh, John Grisham or uh, Janet Evanovich, um, whose books are always appearing in the New York Times bestseller list, um, or even J.K. Rowling. Um, I can't imagine that we're we're hearing about this just because um, the deal was signed. Because even though it's a mega deal with with a, a celebrity, um, 
the fact that there are so many details out there suggests to me that there's something more um, at play here. And I'm really, really thinking that this is a situation of... Um, I, I'm really thinking that this is a situation of... We want to start speculation. We want to start getting the publicity machine going um, as fast as possible. And since Lisa Marie has money, she could have already had it professionally edited by an editor who was pre-approved by publishers. Um, That way, once the deal was signed with who... Obviously, she went with gallery books, but it with whomever she chose to go with, um, everything else would have just been, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It would have just been, um, very typical slow down stuff. Um, or not slow down, but, you know, everything else will be Publicity driven. And since I'm starting to lose words, it is time for me to go. Thank you all so much for listening as always. And until next time, cheers.